Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Doctrine Matters Podcast. And today we are going to link the latest episode together with this episode, and we're going to look at God's sovereignty in this election. Now, as it stands right now, we have less than a week before we go to the polls to vote for our next president here in the United States of America. Many of you may have already voted as early voting has begun to take place, and I've seen Facebook posts and and pictures of people that have voted, and of course you know that it doesn't really count unless you post the I voted sticker on Facebook. But nonetheless, many of you have already voted. Some of you are preparing to vote on Tuesday, so I just wanted to kind of talk through some things that I've been hearing, some things that have kind of been troubling, but if you've been uh, awake for the past few months, you know that there's a lot of troubling things going on in our world right now, especially here in America, from everything from the COVID to the riots to the murders to the looting to the racial tension that's in our country right now. There's just so much that we see that is just crazy. And to add to that, I was listening to a reporter from Philadelphia today, or actually on the ground in Philadelphia. If you know anything about what's going on in Philadelphia, you know that a man with a knife charging after police officers was shot dead in the streets. And as a result, Philadelphia became the next place of looting. And as a result of all the looting that took place, I think there were 11 or 12 people shot, 30 plus officers were injured. And the guy that was just simply recording, doing things for the media, it was in a five below and he was targeted and beaten up and punched and things and kicked and things like that. So he was giving an interview today on another show that I was watching and he said that the Washington DC Police Department has purchased $100,000 worth of tear gas specifically for election night. And this was just set apart specifically for election night. Now, I also heard today, and many of you may have seen this as well, that Walmart is taking all their firearms and all their ammunition off the shelves right now. It's still going to be available to customers. They can still purchase these things, but they're taking these things off the shelves and off the floors because of the civil unrest that is happening in our country right now. And I can't help but think that all of this civil unrest is ultimately a result of a fallen world that we live in. It's sin. But there's a lot of fueling the fire from different sources in different places. But uh, this is not a political post. This is not a time for me to try to tell you what I believe when it comes to all things politics. But Walmart is doing this because there's civil unrest. And And there was an article I read that specifically mentioned election night. Now, apparently there's a lot of people gearing up for something that could happen on election night. And listen, given the circumstances, this is probably one of the most... I mean, this election is the biggest one I've ever been a part of. So this is going to be a lot, there's going to be a lot riding on this election. So a lot of people are seeing this and they're gearing up for something on election night. 
And we just need to be careful. We need to be watchful. We need to be vigilant. We need to do all those things. But some of the writing on the wall here is showing us that there's going to be some sort of civil unrest on election night and even afterwards, I'm afraid. So we might see a time of civil unrest and uh, political unrest. We may see riots and looting in the street continue even after the election and well into 2021, potentially. But here's what I want to talk about. I want to tie the Sovereignty of God episode from earlier this week into this election because, like I said, we have less than a week now. Tuesday, we go to the polls. It is Friday now. So you just have a few days before we start to see this start uh, unfolding in real time in front of us. So uh, I've also heard that because of the mail-in voting, it would take a few more extra days to, to determine who is the president of the United States. Uh, but, but nonetheless, there's something going to happen, and or at least expected to happen. And when we think about the sovereignty of God, when we think about God sitting in the heavens, he is not shaken or stirred. And we've talked about this all throughout coronavirus, all throughout these riots and these lootings. We've talked about this seemingly over and over at times. And it's just something that we're going to have to, to deal with for now and think through continually. But I want to look at it from a biblical worldview. If we think that God is sovereign or we know that God is sovereign, if you believe that God is sovereign, then we should believe as Christians that God is going to still be sovereign no matter who wins this election. Now, I know there are a lot of Christians, a lot of people that profess Christ, and R.C. Sproul told us that there is a difference in professing Christ than professing or possessing faith in Christ. So uh, a lot of people that profess Christ and even people that I believe are Christians are, are really worried about this election and the way that it could go. Now, we've talked about, too, that it could go down a, a path of what uh, would seemingly be judgment from God on the United States of America for the way we have gotten away from biblical principle the way we have continued to live in open, defiant sin against God, the way we have openly given in to the homosexual agenda, where we are allowing same-sex couples to get married now and adopt and do all these things, and now there's commercials all over the place for it, where we are allowing abortion to murder babies, where we've allowed all these things, this wickedness that's happened and continues to happen in our culture. Now, this could be a form of judgment that we're headed to by God himself. But nonetheless... I know people that are really worried about what's going on, but listen, as Christians, we should be some of the most peaceful people on this planet. We should have the greatest peace of all men and women here on this earth. Now, is there a time to be concerned? Absolutely. Is there a time that we must uh, fight back? Absolutely. I believe that when the government calls us to sin, we are not to do it. We're to defy the government. When they overreach, there's some things that we could talk about there. But in reality, the believer should be the most at-peace person this Tuesday night. When all of this starts to unfold in front of our eyes, we should be sitting there with joy. We should be sitting there with peace. We should be sitting there knowing and believing and finding comfort that God reigns. Now, I want to give you a few passages of scriptures here to think through as we're nearing this election, because you may be one of those that kind of freaking out a bit. You may be biting your nails. You may be worried about if this president becomes, or if this candidate becomes president, what's going to happen? Or if this candidate becomes president, what's going to happen? What's the world going to look like? I mean, there is a lot to be concerned about, but there is not a lot to be worried about. Jesus tells us not to worry about our life. 
that he look at the birds of the air, he says in, in Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-six. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So we have been told by Jesus not to worry about anything. So for that, uh, we should say not to worry about this election, not to worry about who is going to be the winner of this election, not to to worry about who is going to be our next president, and and not even just the president, not to worry about who's going to be our next senator or congressman or woman in uh, next mayor, whenever those races are in your, your town. We shouldn't worry about things. If you're a Christian, you should have peace that surpasses all understanding, and you should rest in the fact that you know Christ and that he knows you and he died for your sin. And because of that, we as believers have an inheritance that awaits us. One day we will spend eternity with him. And Romans 8.18 talks about how this present suffering that we're going through and will go through pales in comparison to the glory that we'll receive when we take hold of that inheritance, which is a life spent with Christ. So as believers, we should be some of the most calm, cool, and collected people in the world on election night and even on inauguration day. However, I see Christians going to war with each other over which candidate they're going to vote for or why they can't vote for a certain candidate. But here's the deal. I believe that we see in the scriptures that God is going to choose the candidate, not us. God has already providentially chosen this candidate before the foundations of the world because he decrees all things. He knows all things. And if he doesn't know all things, he's not God. We've talked about this several times on the podcast. His omniscience is no good if he doesn't already know and hasn't already decreed who is going to be this president. So he is sitting on his throne now, sovereignly ruling and reigning, knowing exactly who is going to win this candidate or this presidency. And he knows exactly how you're going to respond. So I'm praying that each of us that are believers would respond in a way that is the same way we respond every day when we wake up. It should be, at least, with peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, we should respond with the fruit of the Spirit. We shouldn't respond with um, groaning and complaining and, and uh, frustration or worry or doubt. We should just trust God because ultimately God plays the president where he is now. God's going to place the new president if there is a new president, whether that be Biden uh, or if something crazy happens, some other candidate that's running third party or or otherwise, uh, or Trump's going to remain there. Either way, God has sovereignly ordained this presidency from eternity past. And I want to look at Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 through 21, that says this, It says, praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. Do you hear that? That wisdom that comes from God is so much different than this worldly wisdom. The wisdom of the world is folly, it's moronic, and it's passing away. So we trust in the one with godly wisdom, all power, uh, all wisdom, that he knows all things. And he goes on to say he changes times and seasons. We see that. Summer, fall winter, spring. We see these seasons change. So if we believe these things, if we believe that we should, A, praise the name of God forever and ever, B, that he has all wisdom and power, and C, that absolutely the times and seasons change. Speaking of times changing, we're about to fall back and get an extra hour of 2020. So how about that for fun? So if we believe all these things, then we must believe the next thing that Daniel says in chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. It says, he deposes kings and raises up others. 
So we must believe it is God that takes kings off the throne, he puts kings on the throne, that he has sovereignly decreed which ones will be there, which ones won't. So we must believe that God is going to put a president in this position, and he's already got this played out. So we must believe that God does this. And he goes on to say he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. So first and foremost, before you go vote and before this election plays out uh, one way or the other, you must realize that God is sovereignly ruling and reigning, and he is going to place the president in this position that he wants there, regardless of what the vote is, regardless of how many electoral votes and electoral colleges, and (laughs) I'm just talking political jargon now, uh, or popular votes. It doesn't matter. God is going to put the one there that he has sovereignly chosen. So let's remember that so we can rest in his perfect wisdom and his perfect power and his perfect knowledge. We don't have that. We strive for that. We're finite as God is infinite. We struggle to understand the infinite, and we never will be able to because we are finite beings. We want to know the mind of God so well and understand God, but we can't. So we seek and we struggle and we fall short, which leads us into all kinds of sin and doubt and worry and frustration. So just rest in the perfect wisdom and knowledge and power of God, knowing that he has placed this candidate in this seat before the world began, and they will sit there. This man will sit there come January 17th or whenever the inauguration day is. So just trust and believe in God and don't worry. Rest in him. The second passage of Scripture I'd like to just talk to you about really quickly is Psalm 103, verse 19. It says, The Lord has established his throne in heaven. Amen. And his kingdom rules over all. This little piece of political kingdom that is called the White House that people and even the president is trying to make some grand place in America is nothing compared to the kingdom of God. God is on his throne. It is established, and he is ruling over all. So this little thing called the White House is nothing compared to the kingdom of God and the one that sits on his throne ruling over the White House, ruling over your house, sovereignly ruling and reigning, playing out his perfect will the way he sees fit. So we can even rest in that. Again, knowing that God is sovereign, yes, his kingdom is established, yes, and he is ruling over all, and he always will. He never will stop ruling over all. So rest in that, Psalm 103, verse 19. A third passage of Scripture that I would give you is Psalm chapter 47, verse 8. It simply says this again, that God reigns, listen to this, over the nations. That includes the United States of America. God is seated on his holy throne. Psalm 47, 8. God reigns over the nations. That is something to rest in. That should bring us peace. That should bring us just a a thankfulness to God that he is ruling and reigning. And and we don't have to worry about a president ruling America and what's going to happen, although things that may happen may frustrate us or cause great concern. But we still rest in the providence and power and wisdom of God because he is ultimately ruling over this nation and all other nations the way he sees fit. Another passage of Scripture that's gotten a lot of 
looks over the past several months, when we think about government overreach and we think about how uh, religious liberties are coming under fire and things like that, but this is a passage of Scripture that we have seen a lot of people talk about recently, but I just want to read one verse from Romans chapter 13 that says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. Again, this should bring us so much comfort knowing that whether it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump, God has established that person to be in that seat, and there is nothing that we can do about it. We can protest, we can argue, we can uh, do all the things that we can try to do to try to get an over, uh, get an election overturned, but whoever God wants in there, he's going to establish that person. It goes on to say the authorities that exist have been established by God. Again, if we have a problem with who's sitting in the seat, we have to look as believers. Now, this is a biblical worldview. This is not a, a worldview uh, from the world itself, but a biblical worldview. So if we are Christians, true believers in Christ, then we must look to God. And if we have a problem with who's in the seat, we need to take it up with God because we see here in several passages of Scripture that he is the one who is seating these people in these positions So rest in that again. I just want to continue to urge you to rest in the fact that God is sovereign and going to rule and reign over this election. We talk a lot about, too, uh, Romans 13 and about how we should submit to the governing authorities in our lives because God has placed them there. Now, we talk about pushing back and when to do that, but I think we submit to the government until the government tells us to sin. Until they push back and really start getting in the way of, say, the way we worship. I think that John MacArthur did a great thing and other churches by standing up against tyranny, in my opinion. But we don't just go buck against the government just because we don't like things. But when we see sinful things happening in the government, we should do what we can biblically, gently, with love and a an approach full of the gospel to try to change laws, try to change minds, to stand up against the government only in times of sin, not just because we don't like the government, but only in times of sin. I'm not going to get into that on this episode. I just thought it'd be a little side note that I'd throw in there. And let me just tell you this, the government is involved in a lot of sin. There's a lot of overreach. There's a lot of trying to take away uh, religious liberties that we have. And, uh, We have to continue to gather as the saints, and we have to continue to try to fight against abortion. We have to try to continue to fight against the homosexual agenda, and we just have to do these things as believers, so we do it respectfully with love. Let's keep going here. Uh, That was Romans 13.1. Let me look at, let's look here at uh, Titus chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It says, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle towards everyone. This is a very important passage of Scripture because if your candidate, as your believer, as you are a believer, uh, if your candidate does not win, then we should still slander no one. We should be peaceable with everyone. We should be considerate. And always be gentle towards everyone. So I can see it now. Your candidate loses, and uh, or maybe your candidate wins, and then somebody comes up to you the next day and, and is just as rude and nasty to you just because somebody that you supported and voted for won the election, but this ultimately is who God wanted there. 
but they're nasty and rude and, and, and very slandering. They're slandering your name, and they're very, very disobedient and, and just gross. So if, if you're a believer, this is not how we should act. We should be subject to the rulers and authorities. We should submit to them, again, to a certain extent. But we should always be gentle, do what's good, do not slander, live peaceably, be considerate to others, and always be gentle. Now, I want to look at another passage of Scripture here. 1 Timothy chapter 2, we read, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Do you hear that? We should be praying for these leaders. We should be praying for those that are in authority. We should be praying for them, praying for their salvation, praying that they would lead from a godly perspective, from a biblical worldview. We know that that's rarely the case in politics, but we can still pray for them. We can pray for their families. We can pray that God would save them, continually pray that they would save them, or that God would save them, and they would begin to have a biblical worldview and lead from that. So we should continue to pray for our leaders and those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives. I can't urge you enough, believers, during this election season, live peaceful, quiet lives. Listen, there are a lot of pastors that will tell you that you shouldn't be vocal about politics, you shouldn't be vocal about a candidate, you shouldn't be vocal about issues as a believer, and I just think that's false. I believe that as we read the Bible that we should incorporate the Bible and a biblical worldview into everything that we do. And if we're going to vote, we're going to have to talk about issues. We're going to have to talk about candidates. But if we're going to do that, we need to talk about candidates and, and the one that we support, if you even want to tell people. But we should do it peacefully. We should do it with compassion. We should do it for love for one another, regardless if somebody doesn't vote like we do. We can talk without being rude, critical, condescending, and just outright mean to one another. So if you talk about politics, please do it in a respectful manner. After the election's over, please talk in a respectful manner. If you can't talk in a respectful manner, then don't talk about it at all because we don't need more people arguing and fighting and and just being rude to one another. We need people that have a godly affection and love for all people, regardless of who's sitting in the office. Why? Again, because God has put that person in the office. So we pray for them, we pray for one another, and we live a peaceful life. I'm, I, I'm so tired of seeing people mean and rude and just bashing one another because of their political candidate. Yes, I prefer one over the other, and I will tell you why I prefer one over the other. And I tell you uh, reasons. I will give you I will back my position up, even with Scripture, if need be. But I'm going to vote for this candidate, ultimately knowing that God has already chosen him, and I want to do my best to live peacefully with all men and not be rude, not be condescending, but live at peace because the Bible teaches us to live in peace. So those are just a few things that I was thinking through and seeing how this political season has just been one of the roughest and this election is coming up quickly and we just talked about the sovereignty of God on the last episode and I just saw, uh, just reading through and, and seeing these scriptures have just really put things into perspective because I, just to be honest with you, there's things that I see happening in the UK right now that I could potentially see happening here 
And those things that are happening over there are kind of scary. A lot of things happening overseas that we probably need to be aware of, but at the same time, we don't need to worry about as believers. Why? Again, God is sovereign. He's in control. He already knows what's going to happen. If we end up like the U.K., then that was God's plan and purpose from the beginning. And we will just continue to trust him in all things, and we will pray for the leaders that he puts into positions and power, and we will pray that God would not rain down judgment on this earth, and we would pray that people would repent of sin and and trust Christ, and that we would turn from this wicked way of living, and we would live a godly life in Christ, especially for those that are believers. And I pray that all believers everywhere will pray, that we'll uh, stop being rude, that we'll stop being mean to one another, and that we would come together on our knees praying for our country, for our leaders, but most importantly, giving God glory in everything and remaining peaceful through it all. So I hope this has been encouraging, and and some of these passages of Scripture have been encouraging to you. Just remember, uh, be at peace. God is on his throne, and he has chosen all things before the foundations of the world. He's decreed all things, and all things are going to play out according to his perfect and sovereign will. So I pray that we would give God glory, trust him, exalt Christ, trust Christ, live obedient lives, live peaceful lives, and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, and pray, pray, pray. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, have a great day. God bless.